Euzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmaîn. Allahumme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'na bima 'allamtana ve zidna ilmen nafi'a. Allahumme arinal hakka hakkan varzukna ittiba'a. وَأَرِنَلْ بَاطُلَ بَاطُلًا وَأَرْزُقْنَا اَجْتِنَابَ رَبِّ اشْرَحْ لِسَادْرِ وَيَسِّرْ لِأَمْرِ وَحْلُ الْاُقْدَةً مِنْ لِسَانِ يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِ Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi-Uzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org As a reminder, a translation of the text that we will be reading uh, is going to be posted at this website and that is not a final translation. It is not for distribution. It is only to aid understanding of this podcast, inshallah. In the last episode, we had started reading the 11th word and I had mentioned that I wanted to alternate between the 11th word and the addendum of the 10th word but uh, given the circumstances that we are going through globally right now because of the the virus that they call the COVID-19 virus and everybody almost everybody around the world are uh, are supposed to be staying home and trying to protect themselves from their sickness and there are many people who are suffering from the sickness as a result of this pandemic, I thought that perhaps I should also read something that would be relevant to this situation, both to serve as a source of relief and consolation in times of difficulty and tribulation, and also to perhaps function as a supplication for this tribulation to be lifted from us. It is something that might help us to see the goodness even in the dire circumstances that we are going through now. The Prophet ﷺ said that wondrous are the affairs of the believer when uh, he when he is at the time of ease, when things are going well, he is thankful, he is grateful, and that's good for him. And when things are going bad at times of tribulation, he is patient, and that is also good for him. What matters is not what we go through, but what we acquire from it, from it, what we transfer from this world to the hereafter as a result of that. So this treatise, inshallah, that we will start reading is going to give us many, many beautiful insights that should help us acquire the best of whatever we are going through and especially the sicknesses especially the tribulations that we might be afflicted with, that the world might be afflicted with, as it is right now. This is from the book The Flashes, and it is the 25th flash. It is sometimes called as the uh, Treatise for the Sick, Hastala Risalesi, or the 25th flash. So, let's start reading it. Bismillah. Yirmi Devadır consists of 25 remedies. As I said, Ustad Nursi is going to give us many insights that, that should help us acquire the best out of the circumstances that we go through when we are afflicted with tribulations and sickness. And 
those will be 25. There will be 25 insights and Üstad Nursi called them remedies. Hastalara bir merhem, bir teselli, manevi bir reçete, bir iadetül marid ve geçmiş olsun makamında yazılmıştır. It is written as a self, consolation, metaphysical prescription, sick visitation and get well wish for the sick. It is written as a self, a consolation, a metaphysical prescription, sick visitation and get well wish for the sick. İhtar ve itizar. Üstad Nursi begins this with a note. He called it warning and apology. Bu manevi reçete bütün yazdıklarımızın tefkinde bir süratle telif edildiği gibi hem umuma muhalif olarak tasihata ve dikkate vakit bulmayarak telifi gibi gayet süratle ancak bir defa nazardan geçirildi. Demek müsveddeyi evvel hükmünde müşevveş kalmıştır. Kalbi fıtri bir surette gelen hatıratı sanatla ve dikkatle bozmamak için yeniden tetkikata lüzum görmedik. Okuyan zatlar, hususan hastalar, bazına hoş ibarelerden veyahut ağır kelimelerden ve ifadelerden sıkılıp gücenmesinler, bana da dua etsinler. In addition to being authored faster than all that we have written in the past, contrary to the usual practice, this metaphysical prescription was reviewed for correction only once, quickly as in the case of its writing, due to not being able to find time for correction and careful attention. Thus, it is left somewhat disorganized like a first draft, in order not to spoil the thoughts that came to the heart in a natural way with artfulness and attention, we did not consider a careful review to be necessary. Those who read it, especially the sick ones, should not be distressed and offended by some unpleasant expressions or heavy words and statements. They should make dua for me. And there is a Hashi, a side note after the first sentence of this uh, warning, and it says, Hashi, uh, a side note, Bu risale dört buçuk saat zarfında telif edilmiştir. Evet, Rüştü, evet, Refet, evet, Hüsrev, evet, Said. Uh, this treatise was authored within four and a half hours, and then uh, those who were there with Ustad Nursi as he was dictating this treatise, and as far as I know, he was actually sick, when he dictated this treatise, he was heavily sick, and he sat up in his in his uh, sick bed and said, "Write this down." And these people were there, and they started writing down. And it took about four and a half hours for him to dictate the whole thing. So those who were there were named Rushdu, Refet, and Husrev, and they all say, "Yes, this was written in four and a half hours, witnessing the situation." And Ustad Nursi also puts his name there, saying, "Yes, it was written in four and a half hours." So after this uh, warning and uh, apology, which tells us that this was written written quickly, there might be some expressions that may be somewhat complicated, disorganized. We should not focus on them. We should focus on the meaning. And also we should make dua for the one who authored it. The actual text uh, begins here with a, a few verses. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. الذين إذا أصابتهم مصيبة قالوا إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون والذي هو يطعمني ويسقيني وإذا مرضت فهو يشفيني 
Those who say, when afflicted with tribulation, we belong to God and to Him we shall return. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. This is from the second chapter of the Quran, the 156th verse. And the next uh, two verses are from the 26th chapter of the Quran, the 79th and 80th verses. He who gives me food and drink, he who cures me when I am sick. This, of course, is referring to God. God is the one who gives us food and drink. God is the one who cures us when we are sick and nothing else. Here, the, the one emphasis needs to be that nothing else, nobody else. It is God who gives us healing. We are from him. We will return to him. Şulemada nev-i beşerin on kısmından bir kısmını teşkil eden musibetzede ve hastalara hakiki bir teselli ve nafi bir merhem olabilecek 25'te vayi icmalen beyan ediyoruz. In this flash, and as we mentioned this treatise is from a book called The Flashes and each treatise in this book is called a flash. In this flash, we summarily elucidate 25 remedies that can be a real consolation and useful salve for those who are afflicted with tribulation and for the sick, who constitute a tenth of the humankind. So Ustad Nursi in his mind seems to have seems to have uh, calculated that, that about a tenth of the humankind are afflicted with tribulations and sickness at any given time. This might include the elderly who have to deal with various continual ongoing sicknesses. Uh, but today we are we are almost uh, altogether afflicted with sicknesses and it is inshallah going to be a salve, a consolation, a real consolation for all of us. Birinci deva, the first remedy. Ey biçare hasta, merak etme, sabret. Oh, helpless sick person, do not worry, be patient. Senin hastalığın sana dert değil. Belki bir nevi dermandır. Your sickness is not a problem, but in fact a kind of cure for you. Uh, when we read the 11th word, I mentioned there that this is a paradigm changer. And much of what is written in the book, The Flashes, needs to be read and understood in the light of the insights that we learn in the uh, the words, the first book of the Risale Inur Kulliyatı. That would be the ideal. And inshallah, we will go through the entire words and finish it. And, and those who have not read it will either be able to listen or can go ahead and read it themselves now. So there will be many paradigm changing expressions and insights like this throughout this uh, throughout this treatise and elsewhere in the Risale in order to. We need to think of them in the light of much of what we learned in the words, in the previous episodes. Uh, there in the 11th word, the beginning of the 11th word, we did not read read all of it. It was about the, the code that we would apply to the world, to the happenings of the world, that would reveal the true real meanings of those happenings. We look around, we see things, we attribute meanings to them, but when those meanings are confined to the material world that we live in, ultimately they appear to be meaningless or if there is meaning in them that appears to be too small too temporary too not worth it not worth all of this uh, expense and 
and and trouble but when we apply the code and start to read the, the true meaning that is in them the way let's say if you were to look at the uh, the binary codes binary uh, language of a computer a digital platform we would probably not be able to understand anything but if we learn the code of what those zeros and ones mean and started to actually read the meanings attribute the true meanings to those zeros and ones that would all become meaningful if we were to look around the cosmos that we live in and apply the code and start to see the true meaning of all of this then a whole new world would open before our eyes and minds and intellect and hearts and that would render things more more beautiful because the reality as reality is is beautiful so this is one of those paradigm changing statements your sickness is not a problem is not a a a, a malady it is not a trouble but in fact a kind of cure for you so how can the sickness be a cure? Senin hastalığın sana dert değil belki bir nevi dermandır. Çünkü ömür bir sermayedir gidiyor. Meyvesi bulunmazsa zayi olur. Hem rahat ve gafletle olsa pek çabuk gidiyor. Hastalık senin o sermayeni büyük karlarla meyvedar ediyor. So this is why. This is because your sickness is not a problem but in fact a kind of cure for you. This is because the span of one's life is a capital. A capital is something that we invest in order to turn into uh, a continual source of income, in order to turn into production, in order to render productive. The span of one's life is a capital in our hands. It is moving away. So it is a capital, but it is not a stable capital. It keeps leaving, departing. It does not stay in place. You either invest it or you lose it. It is not like some money that you put in the bank and it's guaranteed to be there when you come back after 15 years. It depreciates and it depreciates fast and you either use it or lose it. If it is fruitless, so that capital is moving away. If you don't use it and you lose it, if it is fruitless, it will be wasted. Furthermore, when lived in comfort and heedlessness, it moves away very fast. Think of the span of life, the time. Time passes faster when we are enjoying it, right? If it is uh, when lived in comfort and heedlessness, it moves away very fast. The sickness is rendering that capital of yours fruitful with huge profits. So what did we say? Your sickness is not a problem, but in fact a kind of cure for you. Why? What is the real, real tribulation? What is the real problem? The real problem is that the capital that we have keeps departing us, keeps depreciating, keeps diminishing. The capital of life does not stay and we either use it or we lose it. That is the big problem. Yes, we might be sick. We may have a runny nose. We, we, we might even be terminally ill, but the real problem is still that we either use the time that we have or we lose it. And if we use it in the way it is supposed to be used, it will, it will give us continual income. If we don't, it will not.
it will just be gone it will be wasted and sickness is helping us to turn that capital into something productive hem ömrün çabuk çabuk geçmesine meydan vermiyor tutuyor uzun ediyor ta meyveleri verdikten sonra bırakıp gitsin işte ömrün hastalıkta uzun olmasına işareten bu darbı mesel dillere destandır ki musibet zamanı çok uzundur safa zamanı pek kısa oluyor furthermore it is not giving life the opportunity to move fast what is it sickness sickness is not giving life the opportunity to move fast when you are hurting you would you would want it to go away but it won't it is holding and lengthening it so that it bears fruits and only then moves away now this will be opened up more in the second remedy therefore i'm not going to go into too much detail one way to see this is that it is holding it time is not passing time is not passing what that means is that now you have more time now now you have more to invest now in, in actuality it might be the same time although time is relevant but still in actuality it might be the same time but now you are more conscious of it now you are in a better situation to invest it when you are heedless of the time that's passing you are not conscious of it and therefore you cannot invest it but because of sickness it is being held it is being held it is being lengthened you have more time you have more opportunity to be mindful of it and to invest it so that it bears fruits and only then moves away see as an indication of the lengthening of life with sickness this saying has become famous the time of tribulation is very long and the time of ease is very short the time of tribulation is very long and the time of ease is very short ikinci deva second remedy ey sabırsız hasta sabret belki şükret oh impatient sick person be patient in fact be grateful again a paradigm changer i am sick so i should be patient that's understandable or let's put this way that is immediately understandable that is readily understandable but Nursi is saying beyond that be grateful senin bu hastalığın ömür dakikalarını birer saat ibadet hükmüne getirebilir so this is the other way that sickness is lengthening the, the span of life the sickness that you have can turn each minute of the span of your life into an hour of worship çünkü ibadet iki kısımdır. Biri müsbet ibadettir ki namaz, niyaz gibi malum ibadetlerdir. Diğeri menfi ibadetlerdir ki hastalıklar, musibetler vasıtasıyla musibetse de aczini, zaafını hisseder, Halık-ı Rahim'ine iltica eder, yalvarır. Halis, riyasız, manevi bir ibadete mazhar olur. The sickness that you have can turn each minute of the span of your life into an hour of worship. This is because Worship is of two kinds. One is actively positive, müsbet, such as the known forms of worship like prayer and supplication. We wake up in the morning before sunrise, we take uh, wudu, our ablutions, and when the time comes in, we stand before our Lord and say Allahu Akbar and start our prayer, perform our prayers. This, so this is one type of worship. It is active, actively positive. 
Ramadan comes, we fast. It's an action. We are doing something. It is actively positive. Right? This is one type of worship. So what is the other? The other is passively negative that by means of sicknesses and tribulations, one who is afflicted with tribulation feels his impotence and weakness and takes refuge in his mercy-giving creator and beseeches him. He is blessed with a metaphysical worship that is pure and non-ostentatious. So what's the meaning of worship? Glorifying our Lord, remembering our Lord, recognizing our Lord, showing gratitude to our Lord. Right? That's worship. Establishing this connection with our Lord. That's the meaning of worship. So one way is this positive worship that we actively do, but then times of sickness and tribulation, there is an opportunity to turn that into worship because that is when we feel our impotence and in our impotence, the power of our Lord and we feel our weakness and in our weakness, the power of our Lord, the, that our Lord is the provider, that our Lord is the caretaker, that our Lord is the merciful and, and takes refuge in his mercy giving creator and beseeches him, that beseechment, that supplication, it is pure and non-ostentatious. In the prayer, ostentation may come to the heart. In giving alms, ostentation may come to the heart. But in showing patience before tribulation, in turning to our Lord in that state in which nothing can help us but our Lord, in that state of pain and tribulation and uh, helplessness, it's very difficult for ostentation to come to the heart and spoil worship because ostentation is the spoiler of worship. But this is, this is an opportunity for a pure kind of worship that we need to take advantage of when we are afflicted with. We don't ask for affliction. We don't ask for tribulation. It is, it is from God's mercy and wisdom that he uh, gives us good times and bad times. But when it comes, this is the attitude that we need to take in order to acquire the best of it. Evet, hastalıkla geçen bir ömür Allah'tan şekva etmemek şartıyla mümin için ibadet sayıldığına rivayatı sahiha vardır. Yes, there are sound narrations indicating that the times of life spent in sickness are considered as worship for a believer on condition that he does not complain about God. So this is important. There are narrations from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, more than one, multiple narrations that indicate that the times of sickness, like the time of uh, shivering from fever, uh, for instance, fever of malaria, for instance, that is something that causes the sins to, to be shed. The way when you shake a tree, the, the leaves would, would fall. Like imagine a imagine in the fall a small tree that you can shake and you shake the tree and, and those dry leaves will fall. Right? There are narrations, sound narrations, indicating that the times of life spent in sickness are considered as worship for a believer. But actions are according to intentions. The the state that the believer takes before his Lord, the way that the believer approaches his sickness is important and consequential here. 
on condition that he does not complain about God. He does not say, may God forbid, why is God giving this to me? What did I do to deserve this? Or how is God merciful and he is giving this to me? No, we don't say that. We, we maintain good opinion of our Lord, not in order to console ourselves and deceive ourselves into happiness and so No, because this is reality. This is the reality. Reality is beautiful. If we see ugly things, that is because of the shortness of our sight, limitedness of our perception, or may God protect us from that, the darkness that has descended upon our heart and on per our perception that causes us to see, to, to see things that are bright and beautiful as dark and gloomy, on condition that he does not complain about God. Hatta, bazı sabir ve şakir hastaların bir dakikalık hastalığı bir saat ibadet hükmüne geçtiği ve bazı kamillerin bir dakikası bir gün ibadet hükmüne geçtiği rivayat-ı sahiha ve keşfiyat-ı sadıka ile sabittir. It is even established by sound narrations and sound unveilings. Unveilings meaning people who have attained pure hearts and who are blessed with unveilings of realities beyond the physical reality that we we observe, right? Unveilings of those people, those people have told us these things and sound narrations, the first part refers to uh, narrations from the Prophet ﷺ. The Prophet ﷺ or prophets in general. It is even established by sound narrations and sound unveilings that one minute of some patient and grateful sick people are judged as an hour of worship and that of some perfect ones those who have perfected their intentions and their their uh, position before their lord right, as a day one minute it is like the example uh, might be the laylatul qadr the mighty night there is a night in the month of ramadan most likely toward the uh, end of Ramadan, most likely in the uh, last 10, 10 nights of Ramadan, most likely among the uh, odd nights of Ramadan, and so on and so forth. But there is a night, the exact timing of which we do not know, on that night, if we spend that night praying, let's say, it is as if we prayed more than a thousand months, uh, I think it's about 80,000 nights. That is out of the outpouring of God's mercy and blessings. We cannot obtain that. We cannot you know, pray for a thousand nights. But God says, if you make that night and if you spend it worshiping me, I will judge it as, as worship for a thousand months. So if you are sick and you are patient and grateful, the passive worship that you are performing in that state can be judged as an hour and for some perfect ones as a day again actions are according to intentions to understand this we can use the example of a coefficient a coefficient is a number that you multiply another number with and you obtain an obtain a result right if the coefficient is bigger what you have multiplied with it will be bigger if the coefficient is smaller what you have multiplied with the coefficient will be smaller let's say i have 100 uh, walnuts and the coefficient is two 
So automatically my 100 walnuts multiplied by two will be 200 walnuts. Let's say I have uh, one deed, I did something good and I acquired one reward for it. But if the coefficient is a thousand, then my one good is one good deed is going to be multiplied with 1000 and I will get 1000 rewards. So it is in God's hands. This is not up to us. This is not about logic. This is not about how things work in the physical world that we live in. This is about God's outpouring mercy. It is even established by sound narrations and sound unveilings that one minute of some patient and grateful sick people are judged as one hour of worship and that of some perfect ones as a day. Senin bir dakika ömrünü bin dakika hükmüne getirip sana uzun ömrü kazandıran hastalıktan teşekki değil, teşekkür et. In that case, do not complain about the sickness that turns one minute of your life into a thousand minutes and earns a long life for you. Be grateful for it. And of course, this is the condition for it to turn uh, your one minute of your life into a thousand minutes. It has the potential. Sickness and tribulations come to us with the potential to render our one minute 1000 minutes of worship it comes to us with great potentials what matters is whether we see it whether we see reality as reality is whether we see the beauty and opportunity in it and make use of it or may god forbid and and keep away from us or if we complain about it if we just see it as a tribulation that we need to run away if we loathe it if we hate it if we don't see the beauty in it these are two very different situations the physical experience of the, the sick person may be the same but what the sick person acquires from that physical experience is very different üçüncü deva third remedy ey tahammülsüz hasta insan bu dünyaya keyif sürmek ve lezzet almak için gelmediğine mütemadiyen gelenlerin gitmesi ve gençlerin ihtiyarlaşması ve mütemadiyen zeval ve firakta yuvarlanması şahittir. Oh the sick person who lacks forbearance. So the first one uh, we, we said oh helpless sick person. Helpless if if if uh, if you don't don't turn to God. If you turn to God there is help. But otherwise, left to his own means, left to her own means, helpless sick person. The second one was, oh, impatient sick person. So that's about about importance of patience and how patience and also gratitude turns calamity into opportunity. The third one is, oh, the sick person who lacks forbearance. That those who come to this world consistently leave it. The young become older and they consistently fall into extinction and separation bears witness that man does not come to this world to enjoy life and to derive pleasure from it. Death. Death embitters blessings. You may be enjoying your life. You may have the best life that you know anybody in the world can ever imagine. You may have everything from a material point of view but 
in the process of enjoying your life, the moment you think of death, that will embitter the blessings. Because the more blessings you have, the more pleasure you have in the world, the bitter it will be when you think of death because what you will depart from, what you will leave behind is going to be greater, proportionate to, the, to what you have here. That those who come to this world consistently leave it. The young become older. You don't have to die. If you are old, remember your youth, how much more energy you had, how much more health you had, how happy your life was, how many more people, beloved ones that you had around you. Yes, you acquired new beloved ones in the process, but many of them departed from you. Don't you miss them? The young become older and they consistently fall into extinction and separation. This bears witness that man does not come to this world to enjoy life and to derive pleasure from it. Hem insan zihayatın en mükemmeli, en yükseği ve cihazatça en zengini belki zihayatların sultanı hükmünde iken geçmiş lezzetleri ve gelecek belaları düşünmek vasıtasıyla hayvana nispeten en edna bir derecede ancak kederli, meşakkatli bir hayat geçiriyor. Demek insan bu dünyaya yalnız güzel yaşamak için ve rahatla ve safa ile ömür geçirmek için gelmemiştir. Moreover, although man is the most perfect of animate beings, the most elevated among them, the wealthy, wealthiest in terms of equipment, and in fact, like the sultan of animate beings, compared to animals, he lives a life at the lowliest level, full of concerns and difficulties. In that case, man has not come to this world only to live a beautiful life and spend his time in a state of comfort and ease. I think we talked about this before. We are created in the in highest of the high, in the best of forms. But left to our own means, confined to a material existence, we are the lowliest of the, the, the low. We are worse than a, let's say, a you know, sparrow. We are given intellect and we use our intellect in order to acquire things and make our existence in this world more bearable. But otherwise, if we were left to our own means, each as an individual, naked, let's say, left to an island, naked, without any equipment, without any tools, a sparrow left to the island would be able to go find some insects, some, some seeds, and use the beak that it has that is like a tool to, to obtain what it needs in order to survive. But the human being does not have feathers, does not have beak. It has to make things. So this shows, this shows that we did not come to this world just to exist and enjoy, but we came to this world to do things to improve, to build in this world and toward something beyond this world. Belki azim bir sermaye elinde bulunan insan, burada ticaret ile ebedi, daimi bir hayatın saadetine çalışmak için gelmiştir. Onun eline verilen sermaye de ömürdür. In fact, the human being who has a tremendous capital in his hand is here for business. So we are not here just to rest. This world 
is the paradise of animals because let's say the deer are here just to be just to exist in the way they they are uh, they are tasked to exist eat their food go around uh, find the best possible herbs to eat eat it when the night comes when the sun starts to set find a little corner lie down sleep wake up in the morning find the herbs you know socialize a little bit if since there are animals that live in a herd and that's it that's it the deer that lives uh, in in a forest in a specific forest a thousand years ago and the deer that live in that forest now live in the same way human beings on the other hand build things in fact the human being who has a tremendous capital in his hand is here for business they do business they acquire things they save for future they store things to work toward the felicity of an eternal and continual life they are here to work toward the felicity of an eternal and continual life and they are given a tremendous capital in their hands the capital that is put in his hand the human being's hand is the span of his life the capital that is put in his hand the human being's hand is the span of his life it may be 20 years it may be 45 years it may be 60 years it may be 100 years does not matter that is the capital and what matters is what you do with it and because intention uh, actions are according to intentions someone who is given only 20 years may acquire more than someone who is given 100 years the coefficient is what matters eğer hastalık olmazsa sıhhat ve afiyet gaflet verir dünyayı hoş gösterir ahireti unutturur in the absence of sickness so what does sickness have to do with this in the absence of sickness health and well-being lead to heedlessness show the world as agreeable makes one forget the hereafter and that is the real calamity heedlessness seeing the world as agreeable as something that is worth in and of itself and forgetting the hereafter kabri ve ölümü hatıra getirmek hatırına getirmek istemiyor it does not want you to remember the grave and death sermayeyi ömrünü bade heva boş yere sarf ettiriyor it is making you to spend the capital of your life on useless and empty things we or we already said death is something that embitters the blessings that we we are enjoying at the given moment and that is a reminder there is a bitterness in it as a reminder that says look you are enjoying this now but this is not meant for here this is not meant for just for the material enjoyment that you are having from it it is meant for something else it is meant something for something that's permanent that is to come as you are enjoying it work toward that and and make this into a means for that because it it has the potential to render something much bigger much more continual it does not want you to remember the grave and death it is making you spend the capital of your life on useless and empty things
let's remember what is it that does not want us to remember the grave and death what is it that makes us spend the capital of our life on useless empty things that is the absence of sickness absence of sickness if it does these things if it causes these problems is a problem sickness if it helps us acquire the the good of the hereafter is an opportunity these are paradigm shifters hastalık ise birden gözünü açtırır vücuduna ve cesedine der ki la yemut değilsin başı boş değilsin bir vazifen var gururu bırak seni yaratanı düşün kabre gideceğini bil öyle hazırlan sickness opens your eyes all of a sudden it tells your body and corpse you are not immortal you are not left alone you have a duty live vainglory think about the one who created you know that you will enter the grave prepare accordingly what a beautiful advisor what a beautiful counsel is this işte hastalık bu noktayı nazardan hiç aldatmaz bir nasih ve ikaz edici bir mürşittir. Yes, from this point of view, sickness is a never deceiving counselor and a reminding guide. And we should take it as it is. Remember, reality is beautiful. Sickness is not there to pester us. Sickness is there to remind us and to give us an opportunity to acquire the best of the hereafter. Yes, from this point of view, sickness is a never deceiving counselor and a reminding guide. Ondan şekva değil, belki bu cihette ona teşekkür etmek, eğer fazla ağır gelse sabır istemek gerektir. One should not complain about it, but thank it with this consideration in mind. And if its burden is too heavy to carry, too heavy to carry, one should ask for patience. And this is the secret that we are talking about. Because if we do not complain about it, or if we complain about it to God, but if we don't complain about God, right, it turns into an opportunity. And also, if we do not complain about it because we know its reality, its higher reality, and we know that it's a counselor and a reminding guide, if we take it as what it is, and therefore there is no need for complaint, then it turns into a blessing. And this way of thinking also helps the sick person bear the burden of sickness with more ease. And if that burden is still heavy, if its burden is too heavy to carry, then you are not helpless. You are not helpless. You have something somewhere to turn to. One should ask for patience. Dördüncü defa. Fourth remedy. Ey şekvacı hasta. Senin hakkın şekva değil, şükürdür, sabırdır. Oh, the habitually complaining sick person. Or the complaining sick person. Your share is not complaint, but gratitude and patience. Again, a paradigm shift. We need to have that paradigm shift in our minds and hearts. Your share is not complaint, but gratitude and patience. And that is better for you. The, the lower soul, the evil commanding lower soul, 
likes to complain, likes to whine. It has a pleasure in complaining and whining, but, but that is not good for us overall. This is about what is good for us overall. Your share is not complaint, but gratitude and patience. And that is better for you. That is better for you because, as we talked, that is what you need in order to make the best of an eternal life. Çünkü senin vücudun ve aza ve cihazatın senin mülkün değildir. Here we are going to have a more logical explanation of why that is the case. Why we do not have the right to complain. Çünkü senin vücudun ve aza ve cihazatın senin mülkün değildir. Because your body, your organs and bodily equipment are not your property. My hands, do I own my hands? Do they belong to me? My eyes, do I own my eyes? Do they belong to me? My heart, my my jacket, my intellect. Does anything belong to me in a in a true sense? Do I have ownership on anything in a true sense, in a real sense? The answer is no. I do not have ownership on my hands because the owner disposes of what he owns the way he wants. That is the definition of property ownership. But I cannot dispose of my hands the way I want. They, they, they, they were smaller when I was smaller in age. I said I have some a little bit of trouble in my wrist. I used not to have that trouble. If if I own my hand and my wrist, why was I not able to prevent that trouble from happening? Why can I not wish it go away? Why why can I just blow on it and cause it doesn't? I cannot dispose of my hand the way I want to. It is a tool that is given to me in trust. It is entrusted to me. I am using it. I am given the opportunity to use it, but I do not own it. I do not own my eyes. I do not own my stomach. I swallow things and I don't know what's happening thereafter. I do not have any control on how my stomach is digesting food. Any control. None. I don't even feel it. I don't even sense it unless there is some trouble. And God blessed me with that sensation of trouble in my stomach so that I can pay attention to it and fix it. I do not even sense feel it all of these things are not my property because your body your organs and bodily equipment are not your property sen onları yapmamışsın başka tezgahlardan satın almamışsın you have not made them you have not purchased them from some shops where they are made you did not make them you did not pay for them you came to this world as a helpless baby who could not even see properly when he opened his eyes who could not even lift his hand or head you came to this world with nothing it is all given to you in the process demek başkasının mülküdür in that case they are the property of someone else you did not own them when you came here you did not have the power and capacity to to acquire them while here that means they belong to somebody else somebody else gave them to you Onların maliki mülkünde istediği gibi tasarruf eder. And in that case, their owner disposes of his property as he wills. The way he wills. How can you then complain? They're not yours. The things that are happening to them, he is the owner. The owner is disposing them off the way he, he wants to, he wills to, to dispose them off. How can you complain? 
that that somebody else's property. 26. sözde denildiği gibi, mesela gayet zengin, gayet mahir bir sanatkar, güzel sanatını, kıymetdar servetini göstermek için miskin bir adama modellik vazifesini gördürmek maksadıyla bir ücrete mukabil bir saatçik zamanda murassa ve gayet sanatlı diktiği bir gömleği, bir hulleyi o fakire giydirir. As it is mentioned in the 26th word, so the 26th word is one of the uh, most profound uh, treatises in the Risale-i Nur col- uh, collection. It is about qadar, it is about divine determination. It is a very scholarly profound treatise that helps even the even the least learned people understand quite a bit of that subject. Uh, but then even the most advanced scholars have something to benefit from it. As it is mentioned in the 26th word, assume that in order to show his beautiful arts and precious wealth, an utterly wealthy and skillful artist puts a shirt or a suit that he sews with utmost art and ornaments with precious gems on a poor man to have him serve as a paid model for an hour. So here we are going to use an example and we need to pay attention and try to imagine it so that the cognitive pattern that it builds in our minds will then help us understand the reality. We are thinking about an utterly wealthy and skillful artist. He puts a shirt or a suit on a poor man whom he uses as a paid model only for an hour. So the poor man is invited for a job. He is being paid for a job. And the job is serving as a model for the shirt or suit that this uh, utterly wealthy and skillful artist sews. And why is he doing that? Why is the artist sewing that shirt and putting on this man in order to show his beautiful arts and precious wealth? So that's the purpose. This is the model. That is the artist. Onun üstünde işler ve vaziyetler verir. Harika enva sanatını göstermek için keser, değiştirir, uzaltır, kısaltır. He works on the outfit while it is on this man and puts the outfit into various forms. To show the wondrous varieties of his arts, he cuts it, alters it, makes it longer or shorter. So this is not just an outfit that the artist made and put on the man, but the artist is so skillful that he can continually increase its beauty and transform it so this is almost like a living living outfit like the outfit of the earth the way it continually changes it it is uh, springtime in where i live and the the trees are shooting those tiny fresh tender leaves now and when i look out from the window and see this in the window i think of the trees as if they are donning wedding gowns the sh- the shooting leaves are so fine and tender that that remind me of the lace that a, a a bride would be wearing. But then when the winter comes, all of those leaves will fall and snow will cover them. Maybe it, it will be a different scenery. So the the the creator, the artful maker, is not only has not only created this thing and put there as a stagnant picture to watch but he's constantly changing he is constantly showing other aspects of varieties of his beauty and his powers and his capacities and skills and his art he works on the outfit while it is on this man and puts it into various forms same with our bodies to show the wondrous varieties of his arts he cuts it alters it 
makes it longer or shorter. Acaba şu ücretli miskin adam, o zata dese bana zahmet veriyorsun, eğilip kalkmakla verdiğin vaziyetten bana sıkıntı veriyorsun, beni güzelleştiren bu gömleği kesip kısaltmakla güzelliğimi bozuyorsun demeyi hak kazanabilir mi? Merhametsizlik, insafsızlık ettin diyebilir mi? Now, if this paid poor man says to that person, you are causing me trouble, you are distressing me by by putting me in these positions as I bend down and stand up. Would he have the right to say that? Can he say, you have been merciless and unfair? No. He's paid to do this and he's doing it. İşte aynen bu misal gibi. Saniye Zülcelal sana ey hasta. Göz, kulak, akıl, kalp gibi nurani duygularla murassa olarak giydirdiği cisim gömleğini Esma-i Hüsna'sının nakışlarını göstermek için çok halat içinde çevirir ve çok vaziyetlerde seni değiştirir. Just as it is in this example, oh the sick person, to show the embroideries of his beautiful divine names on the body shirt, the body that you have is like a shirt, on the body shirt, which is ornamented with gems like the eye, the ear, the intellect and luminous senses like the heart, that the majestic artful maker has put on you. He changes you from state to state and gives you many forms. The word embroidery is something that we, we should pay some attention to. In Ustad Nursi's usage, uh, what that, that nakış, the word in, in Turkish is nakış or nakış in Arabic, embroidery or engraving, uh, what that means is that everything in the creation manifests uh, God's names. Uh, some of the names more than the others. Let's take the name uh, Al-Jamil, the beautiful, and let's think about the beauty that we observe on flowers. When we think of all the flowers together and we think of the beauty that is manifest on the flowers, that is something. But then if you start to think more specifically, if you think of, let's say, a, a rose flower and a tulip flower, there is going to be some difference between the beauty that's manifest on the rose flower and the beauty that's manifest on the tulip flower. That variation that variation in the manifestation of God's names on different loci of manifestation, on different places of manifestation. Or it can be even between two different rose flowers, individual rose flowers. That variation is what Ustad Nursi refers to as naqsh engraving or embroidery. Oh, the sick person. To show the embroideries of his beautiful divine names on the body shirt which is ornamented with gems like the eye, the ear, the intellect and luminous senses like the heart that majestic artful maker has put on you. So that body shirt, he put on you. He changes you from state to state and gives you many forms. Sen açlıkla onun rezzak ismini tanıdığın gibi, şafi ismini de hastalıkla bil. Elemler, musibetler bir kısım esmasının ahkamını gösterdikleri için onlarda hikmetten lemalar ve rahmetten şualar ve o şuaat içinde çok güzellikler bulunuyor. As you recognize his name, the provider with hunger. So what a beautiful thing is hunger. It helps us recognize our Lord. We get hungry, we find food, our hunger goes away and that tells us that somebody is providing us. We know what the provider is of course from our limited uh, point of view from uh, from the confines of our limited perception but still we have an indication built into our existence that helps us to recognize our lord as the provider 
that helps us know our Lord, that helps us recognize our Lord. As you recognize his name, the provider with hunger, know his name, the healer with your sickness. Since pains and tribulations show the rulings of some of his names, in them there are flashes of wisdom, rays of mercy, and in those rays many beauties. I'll read this again. Since pains and tribulations show the rulings of some of his names, they are manifestations of God's names, in them there are flashes of wisdom, rays of mercy, and in those rays many beauties. Eğer perde açılsa, tevahuş ve nefret ettiğin hastalık perdesi arkasında sevimli, güzel manaları bulursun. If the veil is lifted behind the veil of sickness that you fear and loathe, you shall find agreeable and beautiful meanings. And the lifting of the veil is not something that's supposed to happen in a mysterious way as if we are in a dream seeing the reality from outside in, you know, in in a vision or something. No, this is the, the veil being lifted. We are shifting the paradigm. When we shift the paradigm, we see the beauty, the beautiful meanings there. This is this is what we are doing. If the veil is lifted, it is being lifted. Behind the veil of sickness that you fear and loathe, you shall find agreeable and beautiful meanings. So inshallah we will stop here. This was the end of the fourth remedy in the 25th flash. And the 25th flash has 25 remedies. Inshallah we will continue reading this. May that be a, a source, of, uh, source of consolation and also blessings and healing for all of us individually and, and globally as, as humanity is going through this, this tribulation now. سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم وآخر الدعوة من الحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة